to her wonderful husband for allowing me to Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, in India, Namaste, in Japan, Konnichiwa, in Korea, in Russia, in Germany, Guten Tag, in Poland, in France, Bonjour, in Spain, Hola, in Italy, Ciao, in Egypt, in Ghana, Aquaba, in Nigeria, Peleo, in South Africa, Salbona, in Senegal, Nangadet, in Kenya, Jambo, in Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. You can post your comments on our YouTube and Facebook channel, Higher Learning TV Show. And, excuse me, if you have been indulging in a little food that May not be of your best interest, you know, like sweet cake pad, German chocolate cake, pound cake, lemon cake, uh, cookies, and, you know, just kind of overdo it for the holidays and, you know, you feel your energy. Because what the sugar does, it really slows you down, it boosts you up and slows you down. Go to diabeticdonut.com, and I share the story there how I reverse type 2 diabetes. Now, I, I, I must admit, I was on uh, metformin, the drug metformin, for a year, and it got my diabetes under control. And once I realized what it was doing to my kidneys and the other organs in my body, I said, I don't want to be on this the rest of my life. So I did take it for a year, got my numbers down. And my sister went to a nutritional community garden somewhere in Iowa where all the health fanatics go and learn the stuff and bring it back and share it with us. So she shared it with me. What someone shared with her, and it's a drink that I drink, that I'm usually drinking in the morning, apple, beet, cucumber, lemon, ginger, 
kale, turmeric, seven ingredients, and put it all in the blender, add some uh, alkaline water, and you drink that once or twice a day. And I promise you, you will not only feel better, but you, when you go back to the doctor and your numbers are steady dropping and they ask you what you're doing, you can tell them what you're doing, okay? But this morning I'm not drinking that because uh, I didn't bring all that. I said it won't kill me not to be on a week, on a week, for a week, because I have this at this hotel. This is, this is $100 right here. No, I'm just kidding. It's worth $100 to me, I would say, because this is ginger, raw ginger. And it is so powerful. They put it in everything. You wonder why Jamaicans look so good, Ma. Because they know what to drink, Ma. And last night I had one of these in the room. But not in this one. This is breakfast. Yeah, it's so good. But you know, I know you're used to me um, uh, drinking my tea from my little Jamaica cup. Jamaica, yeah, man. You see the girls are dancing, yeah, man. And then they say, no problem, man. Yeah, there's no problems here this morning, man. I am doing just fine. And I thank you for joining me here this morning. So I tell you, go to diabeticdonut.com. Be sure and set your DVRs for the Higher Learning Network TV show, which airs Tuesdays at 6, Wednesdays at 1 on Channel 19 and 24-7 on the World Wide Web. And that is... All of the PSAs, and I do believe it's time for your Monday morning mindfulness meditation. Happy Monday. Oh, that is so cute. And I don't see it from Mike. So I will just do a little something for you this morning because I can feel the energy of the ancestors here with me this morning. So I just ask that we do a little stretch. We're going we're gonna to always stretch. We might miss the word, but the word is in the movement because the word tells you to take care of the temple. And the temple is this space that we occupy on the planet. It's called the body. So let us move the body. And I have been walking. I have not been to the gym, but I have been walking because the older you get, Body needs movement. I mean, all throughout your life, the body. We get plenty of it when we're kids, but when we get old, we get lazy, especially from from America. And you just don't feel like working out. But walking, you can always walk, and it's free. You don't need a membership. Excuse me. So we're just going to stretch and move from side to side, like we always do the high learning hip work. Why does this light keep going in and out? I don't know. There you go. Maybe. Hopefully that'll make it better. Okay, whatever. Distress. Mm-hmm. And rotate those shoulders backwards and forwards and forwards and backwards and backwards and forwards. We can just move this one. Giving thanks that all of this energy that is within is awake and alive and feeling good and doing its thing. So, as we continue... The movement this morning, we're going to move from the inside out. How are we going to do that, though? <clears throat> we do that with the power of the breath. Now, is that something you can do with? Sure it is. <clears throat> Excuse me, so let's do it together. Let me get a little sippy sip here of my ginger. <clears throat> 
will simply begin the process by breathing in and breathing out. Rolls over. Breathe in through the nose. And once you breathe in, you're going to blow it out. Inhale deeply. And exhale. And as you inhale and exhale, your eyes are closed. You should not be looking at me. We don't have to breathe together, but you do have to breathe. You simply inhale. And as you inhale, you should feel your chest expand. If your chest is not expanding, chances are you're not inhaling deep enough because that is the experience. The breath is the experience, but you've got to feel it. So we breathe in and we breathe out. Breathe in once more. And breathe out. Like that. Feels good, baby. Yeah, I know. That's why we do it. Because the breath can take you places that your body can't get to on its own. How about that? Yeah, so continue breathing in, breathing out. And exhale. Giving thanks for the power of the breath. Because someone, somewhere, is not as lucky as you. They don't have the breath. Or if they have the breath, they're being challenged. Respiratory issues, body ailments, it's not feeling good. It's all a process. We give thanks for the process of the breath as we breathe in. And as we breathe out, exhale, blow it out. Breathe in again, feel the chest expand. Hold it. And breathe out. Once more, breathe in. Hold it. And breathe out. And as you continue to breathe in and breathe out, excuse me, giving thanks for the power of the breath as it moves through your body. And now as we breathe in and breathe out, we're going to give it direction. So let's take all that breath, all that breathing to the top of the head. Inhale deeply. Bringing the energy up from the top of the head, down through the forehead, the face, the chin, and landing on the shoulders. And we breathe out. Rotate those shoulders backwards and upwards. Inhale deeply. And as we exhale, bring more love, light, and energy of the breath down through the heart chakra. <coughs> and the sides. As we continue to do the higher learning hip roll, as we move from side to side, because you know we sit all day. And we need movement. As we breathe in. And as we breathe out. We give thanks for the power of the breath as it moves down through our back and our buttocks and our thighs and our knees. Oh, yes, giving thanks for those glorious knees that bend and move and carry us throughout the day. Because somebody somewhere is in a wheelchair or have some limbs missing or having trouble walking. I saw a couple of ladies in the cafeteria, cafeteria, in the, um, where we eat, in the restaurant where we eat. 
and you're walking real slow, probably because you're in pain. So we give thanks that we recognize that that pain is there for a reason to remind us that there's something else we just might need to be doing. So inhale deeply. And as we exhale, take that breath and send it more down to those knees. Yes, those glorious knees and those legs and those ankles and those top and bottom of the feet as we breathe in. And as we breathe out, sending more love, light, and energy down to the toes. And the toes, yes, wiggle those toes, feel that energy, and bring that energy right on back up, back to the ankles and the legs and the knees as we breathe in. Hold it. And as we breathe out. Are you breathing with me or are you just watching me? Mm-hmm. I'll cut my eye on you as we inhale deeply. Let's breathe in together. Hold it. And stretch again. Giving thanks for the power of the breath. As we breathe in. And as we breathe out. Breathe in once more. Bringing the Energy of the breath back up through the solar plexus and the arms as we move from side to side and stretch and rotate those shoulders backwards and forwards. Just get a little movement, giving thanks for the heart and the brain as we breathe in, giving directions to the rest of the body as we give thanks for the heart, the liver, the lung, the spleen, the spine, the pancreas. The assimilation, the digestion, and the elimination, most important, because whatever you take in, it needs to come out, because we got a lot of garbage in us. I don't care who you are, where you are, some garbage in you somewhere, so it needs to flush. If we read it, we give thanks for the power of the breath as it cleanses and re-energizes us like never before, because that's what the power of the breath can do. As we breathe in, hold it. And as we breathe out. And let's take these two fingers and thumb and squeeze the back of that neck and right up under the nape of the your head. <coughs> and this is what I do. I take my fingers and do this in the back of my neck because that's where the vagus nerve is and you want to stimulate it. You know, it runs all up here so you can do all of this if you want to. You know, just touch it. Touch the body. You touch everybody else's body. Touch your own body. How about that? And stimulate what's going on in your head. The vagus nerve runs all the way through the body. And a lot of us carry stress. I know I carry my stress in my shoulders. That's why I need my shoulders like that. And that's something that you can do too. Because it feels so good. Just give the body what it needs. It just loves, love. And we're in a country that just loves to love. Everybody's so, so loving. I don't know what else to call it, but just so appreciative. I mean, it's everywhere. It's like, like an epidemic. I love it. Everybody, yes, mom, no mom. You know, I regretted growing older when I was younger because I didn't know no better. Well, I know better now, and I love it. Because they say it's greater later. Is that right there, Lynn? It's greater later. She said, hmm, you better ask. 
somebody as I take a sip out of my Jamaica cup. Because it's all I remind you. You get you a cup of tea too. So let us finish this breathing here. I'm sorry, I digress. I do that. I'm just enjoying it so much, and I hope you are too. As we breathe in. Hold it. And as we exhale, bring the head forward, chin to chest, and throw it out. And rotate that head to the left all the way around. Slow down, move it too fast. I want you to feel that stretch in the neck. There you go. And all the way around to the right. Yep, yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Bring it on around. Bring it around back to the middle. Head up. Inhale deeply. And as you exhale, bring your head back down, chin to chest, and slowly rotate that head to the right. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Just beginning around to the back, feeling that stretch in the whole neck, and rotating the neck around to the left, slowly bringing it back around to the front. Head up, inhale deeply, and blow it out to the nose. Just sit with that breath for just a moment because you are one of the few, not one of the many, one of the few who is taking the time to love on yourself. You do that through the breath. Isn't that wonderful? And I am beginning to sweat and I am loving it. That's all I've been doing is just sweating and wiping. The tea is hot, the ginger is hot, and I'm hot. And I'm loving I'm a hot weather girl. I'm born in a hot month, so I just literally give me some heat. So as you go about your day, you will be challenged from the moment you wake up to the time you ate at the pillow at night. So just know that when you are experiencing chaos and confusion, instead of getting mad, just start breathing, especially if you're being attacked, attacked by someone, mentally, physically, emotionally, doesn't matter. Just start breathing. You do that and people are going to look up, what's wrong? What's wrong with them? I keep breathing like that. You feel okay? And if you got a little garlic, a little onions on your breath, and you go, and then you go, I promise I promise you, get a funk on your breath. Oh, they're going to leave you alone because they don't want to smell your bad breath, you know, unless they're in the bad breath. But it's not that shit. And that's something that you can check out anytime. You can do that anytime, day or night, because people will think you're crazy because this is not something that we're taught in the educational system. Well, some things you have to learn on your own. Just be Always be educated, uh, not by the system, but by what your spirit tells you to do. So that's what we do. And my spirit is telling me that it's time for me to give you the word of the day before we go to our very first um, break. And I want to share with you, Mike House, December 11th. Birthday party, December 11th. I love that. Your life... And how you live it is like having the birthday party of your journey. All right, now. You are the celebrant. Therefore, you have the privilege to choose the guests you wish to invite. The gifts you wish to 
well as the experiences you wish to entertain. The guests you invite are the beliefs and thoughts that you take with you. Let me say that again. The guests you invite are the beliefs and thoughts that you take with you. The entertainment is the experiences and the emotions that you choose to give power to. Your subconscious mind is a powerhouse receptacle of ideas fed to it by you. It is also, it is so obedient that whatever thoughts and ideas are fed to it, it brings into manifestation for you in your life, world, and your affairs as your gifts. Thus, your ultimate birthday gift would be hold on Hold only those thoughts and beliefs that uplift, bless, and produce answered prayers. How about that? Choose carefully, therefore, the guests and entertainment that you hold dear. After all, it is your party, and you are allowed to do and be anything. More than anything, you guard, protect your mind, for your life flows from it. Say that again. More than anything. Guard, you guard and protect your mind, for life flows from it. Don't deviate a bit to the right or a bit to the left. Turn your feet away from evil. That's from Proverbs 4, 23, and 27. And that's from my fellow journalist, Mike House. Thank you, Mike House. We appreciate you. It is 8.30 a.m., Excuse me. It's 8.30 a.m. in Jamaica. It is 7.30 a.m. in the U.S. And it is time for our Monday morning mindfulness. Excuse me. Uh, Commercial break. And I do hope that you enjoy the breathing. And I do hope that you will share that breathing experience with someone because we are all under attack mentally, physically, and emotional, and it is imperative that we understand that which we experience <coughs> is a direct result of the thoughts that we have. So I invite you, when you do your shopping, is to remind you that that which you wear on your body has an effect on your spirit. So check this out. Let me know what you think about it.
Okay, so now let me go to Blog Talk and play the promo. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Monday, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. And make it a mindful day. Uh, and thanks for listening. Yes. Well, of course, I wish I was there, but I'm there in spirit. <laughs> Even though I can't be there physically, but I would love to be experiencing Jamaica. You know, when you when you go someplace and the atmosphere is peaceful and the people are kind and you're relaxed, then you you realize, yes, you know, it, it helps you just being in that atmosphere helps you realize that you create your real, you create your own reality every day. You create whatever your experience is going to be, and you choose the people you're going to be around to create that experience. So, you know, as you were saying that there's a lot of stress going on because we're feeling the impact of places where there is a lot of conflict. But I I love the way you do these exercises on Monday mornings to help us relax and create inner peace. Your outer environment is a reflection of your inner world. So when you are at peace within, no matter what's happening everywhere else, it doesn't disturb your peace. That's what spiritual masters learn to do, to master this earth environment, this physical world, this present reality, they learn to create the inner peace and take that with them wherever they go. So that is the state they're always in because we have the power to choose what our state of being is going to be. And then we project it wherever we go. So if we're at peace inside, then the words that come out are going to be words that create more peace. That means you can greet people lovingly with a smile. You can say uplifting words. Oh, you're beautiful today. Oh, I love that hairdo. Oh, your outfit is so stunning. You can say kind, uplifting, encouraging words because that's what's inside of you. And so that's what spreads. But if inside of you you are under stress, you're you're upset because, you know, somebody made you late for work because, you know, the bus was late or the person took a long time getting their money together, and, 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 and so now you're upset that the first person you see and you're saying snappy things, then you have just created the conflict and unrest that you are experiencing because of the way you're responding to outside things. And then you mess up somebody else's good mood because 
you say something ugly to them, and then they're angry and they pass it on. So every day, every single moment of every single day, we are energetically affecting the entire world, starting with ourselves. It's like you see when you when you toss a pebble into the, the uh, pool of water and the ripples spread. That's what we are. We're energetically spreading. We're rippling out. Whatever's inside, we're spreading it. So we can choose to spread the kind of peace that you're experiencing right there in Jamaica, or we could choose to spread stress and anxiety. Every moment of every day, you are rippling out. So choose what you're sending out into the world. It's spreading. And it doesn't have anything to do with what's happening on the outside. It's how you're choosing to create your own inner world of peace and spread that. We're really not responsible for what other people do. So if people are choosing to be in conflict and they're choosing to kill each other, that's a choice that they have made. And as long as they make that choice, they're going to experience the consequences of that choice. Just like, you know, the, the first person who treated who greeted you today, they had the option of saying a kind word and making you feel good, or they had the option of coming up and slapping you in the face. <laughs> now, which one did they choose to do? <laughs> so because they did not slap you in the face, they didn't get slapped back, you know, <laughs> and you all didn't end up in a brawl. Okay. So that was a choice. That was a choice to have a peaceful encounter. Everybody everywhere in the world has that same choice. Now, if you're choosing to create dis-ease, discord, distress, you're choosing that, and no one's making you do that. And it's always a mutual choice. Someone does something and you can respond with your own inner peace or you can respond in kind if they said if they said or did something negative but a negative plus a negative equals a greater negative we all learn that in math right so when we choose to put forth positive even if someone's negative if our positive is greater than their negative then the result is still going to be a positive we also learn that in math so Let's choose to always be more positive than everybody else's negative. And then we'll always exist in the positive. It's a choice. Now, I know that it's it's distressful in some parts of the world, and Deanna talked about this last night, you know, with the, you know, the distress people are feeling about the deaths and so forth. But, again, these are people who have chosen to be in conflict. They've chosen to be in conflict because they could easily choose not to be in conflict. There's nothing stopping them other than what's inside of them. And it's not pleasant. No matter what decision you make, if you choose to hurt someone, it's going to come back to you. Just like if somebody had walked up to you and slapped you in the face, they were going to be in pain a few moments later when you responded with a harder slap. So... If we're seeing nations of people keep choosing to hurt each other, it's because they haven't figured out that somebody has to stop so that somebody will figure out this isn't working. We're not ever going to have peace as long as we're choosing to cause pain. Now, if they can't figure that out, 
then they'll keep experiencing consequences of not figuring that out. We can choose not to experience what they have caused each other to suffer because we can choose to be in Jamaica where it's peaceful. And if we're not physically in Jamaica, we can choose to have a state of mind like Jamaica. We can choose to be at peace, and we can choose to be kind to the people that we encounter every day, even as other people are choosing to create distress for others somewhere else. We can choose to focus our attention on where people have chosen to get along, and that becomes our reality. Makes all the difference in the world. It's a choice, and we don't even we don't we don't think about it as a choice, but it is a choice. It is a choice because you have the responsibility responsibility to yourself. You can just react to the nonsense, or you can respond by choosing a way that you're going to react. But sometimes the best way to is to react is not to Absolutely. react, not and that's to not react say anything. Them. Just look at them. Yeah. I've learned to look at people sometimes as and I know this sounds kind of crazy, but I'm going to say it anyway because, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> Sometimes I see people sitting on, I, I see them. This is something somebody told me in South Africa a long time ago. They said when people act out, you know, they're acting out whatever's going on inside of them. So you have to have sympathy for them. So I either do one of two things. I see them as a patient in need of mental therapy mm. or I see them naked sitting on a toilet stool. <laughs> Either one of those calms me down. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you come to me and you go off and I don't respond, just know I see you looking for toilet paper. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You have to with your craziness. Yeah, yes, yeah. That, that's it. People and teach you. They teach us lessons we don't want to learn. Right. All the time. All it's the like, time. okay, so why am I mm-hmm. feeling this way? Right. It's because you have a preconceived notion about how they should have responded to you. Mm-hmm. And that makes you go, hmm, like Arsenio Hall used to say, hmm, things make go, make go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just won't say nothing. Maybe I'll just let them get what's on their chest off. Yeah. And I'll just do their bouncing board. I'm not going to say nothing. Go, okay? Yeah. Because I still see you sitting on that toilet. Mm-hmm. And I know if you're sitting on that toilet and you've been sitting there a while, you're probably a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That, that uncomfortableness is going to come out one end or the other. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Whatever's inside of you is going to come out one way or another. So when people yeah. choose to have things that are unclean come out of their mouth, that's where they've chosen to let it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, what, and what can you do about it? You can, you can react or respond. And a great stress relief tip is not to, not to react. At all. At all. At Simply all. stop and think. Mm-hmm. And once you've thought about it clearly, then you can respond. Yeah. Because our first attempt is just like, okay, so you attack me physically, mentally, or emotionally, so I'm going to attack you right back. Mm-hmm. But what does that resolve? Nothing. Right. Nothing. And you still got that negative energy. So yeah. what do you do? Yeah. So you, you have to, you have to, what, what are they saying? Uh I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So, I mean, that's how we have to respond when people choose to spew out negativity. Let it bounce right off you, right off you and go right back to them. Don't even 
absorb it. That's the holidays are the most days. Family gets together, and, you know, we still got unresolved issues from last year or 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and you still holding on to that. What is wrong with you? Yeah, everything that comes was, to the surface. That was Layla Hathaway. That was then, this is now. Let yeah. it go, baby. Let, Let it go. Let it go. And I have I have been at family gatherings of people, grown people, still holding on to childhood anger. When I was five years old, you took my doll and, and snapped her head off, you know, something right. stupid. Okay, and that was how many, 60 years ago, and you're still yeah. mad, you know. But you have people that don't know how to let the past go, realizing that you are not that same person. You shouldn't be that you were 40, 50, 60 years ago. You're not that same person. This is not that same reality. This is another time zone. This is another uh, This is another reality. This is a whole other phase in your life. That should still, you should not still be reliving something, even if it was painful. If you're reliving it, then you recreated it. That other person didn't. You chose to go back there. You chose to relive that anger, that hurt, that pain. Now, if your feeling is, well, they may do something to me again, I can't trust them because they're always saying or doing something hurtful, well, then you can choose to not be around them. If there's somebody who always causes you emotional pain with something they say or do, choose not to be in their presence. And if they got to be at the family gathering, well, I'm sure there's more than other, I'm sure there's some other people you can talk to. Right. If it's like that, but... You don't have to keep reliving something hurtful because they can't go back and, and erase it. They can't make it not have happened. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And you're looking for an apology and they don't want to give it to you, so you're going to be mad because you think that they owe you an apology. Well, they're, maybe they're not sorry. Maybe they are. Maybe an apology you still won't take away the memory, but you're the one who has to erase the hurt, not somebody else. Only you, you're the one that's holding the eraser. Nobody and else. you got to live with it. you got to live with it. So if you want to. Yeah. You have the power to choose. We say that all the time, and yet we hear people hold on to things that have happened in the past, and they keep thinking that if they replay that same recording, it's going to change. And no, it's the same when you're playing it over and over and over again, and you're reliving the pain, reliving the hurt. We as a people are doing that. And we're not realizing it is not moving us forward to the kind of life we want to live because we keep going back to these people hurt us, these people did us wrong, these people, okay, that happened. Well, they might do it again or they're still doing it. Okay, then what is your responsibility? Your responsibility is to arrange your life in such a way that people who are unkind to you do not have power over you in any way. That is your responsibility. You're a grown person. You're a human being. You have the same powers as everyone else has. No one else is more powerful than anybody else on this planet. We're all here as temporary beings, and then we leave. And no one has power over anyone else. If you think that, that's your own delusion. You have to first overcome that belief that someone else has power over you. No one has power to make you go to jail. No one has power to make you go and kill someone. No one has power. Because as long as you're in your physical body, you have the you have the power to choose it. What was it Harriet Tubman said? I got a right to be free or a right to die. Right. I'm choosing to be free. Thank and once she made that choice, she was never a slave again because she was going to be free. Now, you could come after and try to 
capture her and kill her, but she wasn't going to be captured, and she wasn't going to let you capture her. And so she became free. We have to all have that spirit. We're making this choice. So nobody has to go to war. Nobody has to kill anybody. You're choosing to. Why? Out of fear of what? Somebody's going to do what to you? Well, they'll throw me in jail if you decide to let them. What if you choose not to? Then they have no power over you. So giving us power away is something we do often. We do often. We do often. Nobody can make you do anything against your will. We have free will here. Even if even if we live in a government that doesn't agree with our choices, we still have the free will to make that choice. Now they can react in a way that's unpleasant, but we can we can choose not to fear their reaction. That's how come slavery is over today. That's how come this doesn't exist. Uh, legal slavery slavery in America does not exist in the way it did in the past because we decided not to comply. And we decided we're going to keep fighting until it's over. And then the other side decided, well, it's not worth dying over, so let's just let them go. I mean, that's how, that's how it works pretty much. So you can choose to stop trying to make someone do what you want them to do by force because they make it unpleasant for you to do so. And you will continue to experience the unpleasantness as long as they're choosing to resist you're trying to force them to comply to something they don't want to comply. That's what war is. When two sides are trying to make somebody, one trying to make one side do something, the other side, no, you're not going to do that. And so as long as you can, until people decide, you know what, we can't, we can't make someone do something. They're choosing not to agree. So we need to come up with another way because this is very unpleasant. Us dying, that's not that's not pleasant. Us being in pain, that's not pleasant. So let's 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 choose to not do that. Let's choose to just work out a way that everybody is in agreement because that's the more pleasant experience rather than being shot, stabbed, blown up, chopped up. That's not fun. So let's not do that anymore. I mean, that's not, so. You know, until those those sides that are having that conflict figure that out, they're going to keep doing that, and that's their choice. That's their free will choice. You know, the, uh, that's why I love getting up early in the morning. Things just come to me. I don't know. What, it's the ancestors, and I'm listening. That's what it is. And the ancestors just gave me an idea for us, you and I, to do a role play. Mm. Dinner. Holiday dinner. We're going to sit down to dinner. And we got beef with each other from 40 years ago. You can't go, okay, let's make a childhood, because that's where the real trauma comes from, my childhood. So uh, one of my traumas was the only birthday I ever had as a child, my sister made the Kool-Aid. Oh. And after she made the Kool-Aid, you know, Kool-Aid was the thing back in the day. Yeah. You had a party named Kool-Aid. You didn't have a party. That's right. She made the Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. and then she broke the jar that the, two, that the Kool-Aid was in. So we had no a party with no Kool-Aid. Oh, no Kool-Aid party that didn't work. Mm-hmm. So let's let's come back up to date. So the issue might still be Kool-Aid. So you and I, we're sisters. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna sit down at the uh, dinner table and have a conversation. So which one do you want to be? You want to be the sister that that did the Kool-Aid? Work with Kool-Aid I'll, I'll be the one that broke the jar. Right. Okay. So yeah. you don't want to go to Josh. So, okay. So we don't. <clears throat> I'm gonna spin my head around. And all right. <laughs> okay, girl. It is good to 
you been? I'm so glad we get a chance to spend the holidays together because I ain't seen you, what, 20, 30, 40 years? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I've been with these children, child, you know, trying to get them through school and everything. Well, they they finally got out of my house now, so I'm so glad. Yeah, so, you know, we, we, we doing all right now, getting ready to go on a vacation, you know, and uh yeah, where you going, girl? Well, you know, I think we've been we've been trying to 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 go to Ghana. So we got our our passports and everything, and and got our hotel. And I got some friends over there, so we're gonna have us a great time. So we'll be we'll be going there in March this year. And oh yeah, All right, man. yeah. That sounds like, that sounds like fun. I need to be going with you. Oh, ooh, Lord, I'm mercy. Yeah. Cause I know they got good food in Ghana. Yes, they good do. Good, good, good everything. Yes, they do. Good drinks. Yes, yes. So, you know, I am so glad that we are uh, grown adults now, and you know, things that happened to to us in the past that we have resolved. But you know, this, I mean, this is one thing that just keeps coming in my mind. You know, and, and I can't get it out of my head. I don't know what I need to do. But you know, I, I think I still got a little grudge against you for. The only birthday party I ever had, and you spilled the Kool-Aid, girl. And you know, my my, my party wasn't a party because I had no Kool-Aid. And you did that to me. And you, my sister, you're supposed to be the one to guard, to, to watch over me. And you spilled my Kool-Aid, and you didn't even apologize. What's up, what's up with that? Well, you know, I, you know, the the jar slipped out of my hand and 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 broke, and uh, I didn't intentionally destroy your Kool-Aid, but. You know, uh, at the time, I kind of felt like you were getting all the attention because it was your birthday. And so when it slipped and fell, I didn't really feel bad because, you know. I knew it. But, I knew it. I knew you did it on purpose. Well, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't really sort of do it on purpose. It just, it was kind of sort of an accident, but not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I knew- and I probably shouldn't have been that that petty at the time, but you know it just seemed like everybody was paying attention to you and not to me. And, uh, but you're my big sister. Yeah, sister. yeah. But you know, you you know, you, you, know, you always get all the attention, and everybody thought you was cuter than me. And you know, I just kind of felt like she don't need no Kool Aid now. And I, I was kind of mean spirited back then. I, I and, and I really, I, I should apologize. Because um, I, I was I was a little bit jealous. Yeah, you should apologize. I'm waiting. I've been waiting for fifty years. So yeah, I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, now that I think about it, I mean, what about that time when you took my doll that I had? And you, you know, you drew magic mark all over her face. I didn't like that. That was lipstick, girl. You know what? It didn't come off. It was magic marker, and your dumb self sat there and messed up my doll's pretty face. And you know, I didn't appreciate that. So where's my apology? I think I need to breathe. I think that's what I need to do. And you ain't even no Kool-Aid anyway. Now, drink some water. I'm going to inhale. And I'm going to exhale. And I, and 
Did I brush my teeth? No, I didn't brush my teeth this morning, so I'm going to blow this in your face. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to, I'm going to keep them thoughts to myself. And I'm just going to sit here and breathe by myself. Nobody else got to be with me on this. This is to calm me down. I apologize. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have broken through. I apologize. Say that again. I apologize. I should not have broken the Kool Aid jar. I apologize. That was that was me. Wow. I, I apologize. Wow. You said that now, fifty years later. And you should have said it. But I digress. I'm sorry. But you know what, sis? I did take that magic moniker. I said it was lipstick, but I really did tore up her face because I was mad at you. But you are my sister, and I do love you. You know, you get on my nerves sometimes. (laughs) So I apologize for marking up your doll face with the black magic marker. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be sarcastic. Let me breathe on that some more. Let me open up my heart, chakras, and be grateful I have a heart, and be grateful I have a sister. I'm just thinking out loud. Pay me no mind. Yeah, Just let me breathe breathe on that until I calm down because right now I'm all up in my feelings. I'm a little emotional. So I'm just going to breathe. As a matter of fact, I just might get up and go to the bathroom and just sit on the toilet for a few minutes just so I can breathe and be myself. Because I know mom, dad, sister, because I know y'all all look at me like I'm crazy because I'm sitting up here breathing. But that's okay. This is what I got to do to calm me down. And if my breathing interrupts anybody, just let me go in the kitchen uh, or the bathroom and just chill for a few minutes. And I'm going to breathe my way through this because we came here this holiday to love each other, to experience each other, because so many people don't have family, and we got family as a lot of us, and we need to get along. So I'm just going to breathe. And while I'm breathing, I'm going to dig into this dressing and the sweet potato salad and the cranberry sauce and the rest of the stuff, and I'm going to be all right. But since I want you to know I did mess up your dog, I apologize. I ain't sorry because I'm not a sorry person, but I do apologize, and I hope that you'll forgive me. And can we breathe together? Can, can we do that? Well, how, how about this? I'll make you some more Kool-Aid tonight. Now, now we talk. Hallelujah. I'm a Kool-Aid girl. I just need some Kool-Aid. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And that, or, 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 or as they say um, in acting,
So take this opportunity to make it right during this holiday season. And that's all you have to do. You have a chance. You made it to you made it to today, so let's take care of that with the breath. Uh, a couple of comments. It's eight, it's 8 o'clock. we got to take our commercial break because it's time for Khalid to come on. Grand Rising, sister. I'm glad you're enjoying the cold and hot where you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cold in Chicago. It's hot there in Jamaica. So, Is yeah. it? What's the weather? Kool-Aid. <laughs> she going to talk about what's the Kool-Aid. Yes. Sugary Kool-Aid, yes. <laughs> yes. When you said Kool-Aid, she said, how long ago was that Kool-Aid spill? <laughs> about 50 Without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com, where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values 
of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Do you or your organization need space for an event? Call the Quarry Event Center at 2423 East 75th Street in Chicago for your parties, banquets, award ceremonies, repasses, concerts, and business seminars available seven days a week. Now under new management, call us at the Quarry at 773-663-2557. That's 773-663-2557. Because 
Anybody who's in my industry of social services knows that when the fall season comes, we start dealing with clients who have the SAD, SAD um, disorder, and that's seasonal affective disorder. Mm. And what that basically is is that when the season is changing, right, leaving summer, going into fall, and then going into winter, you start seeing people change, you know, mentally, right, and emotionally, right? And they start, you know, because it's dark, it's gloomy. You know, the sun and that blue sky does something for your spirit, right? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. When the, the skies are gray, you know what I'm saying, when there's snow and rain, you get kind of somber, right? Mm-hmm. And that truly affects people physically, right, and mentally. And then you get the holidays coming. And then the holidays are supposed to what? Supposed to evoke um, thoughts of joy and happiness and splendor, but not for a lot of people. Because think about it. Think about if this was the, the the year your parent died earlier in the year, or a child, or a best friend, or you got a divorce this year or something. This is going to be the first holiday season without them around, right? And so that's no joy. You know, you have to learn how to navigate your world now without the people who you love, right? And and you were just with a year ago, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, the, the pressure we put on ourselves because Christmas is not just about celebrating the, the birth of Jesus Christ. It's about getting out to Target and Amazon and buying gifts and, you know, and, and, and putting pressure on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And like you, I'm seeing a whole lot of people do this. You know what? Let me get out of town. Let me go in and give my gift to myself. Thank you. Know, you. A trip. Because I can only imagine when you landed in the Caribbean and you saw Ooh. that sky, it was like, ooh. Hallelujah. That's all I can say. But now you know you're going to have to get back on that plane in the next few days. And come back to dark and gloomy Chicago. And <laughs> cold. Did I say no? Right. right. And you're going to be like, so. Not in that thing in Jamaica. Right. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. But the thing is, it's a mindset. And mm. you have to change your mindset. You have to make your joy happen. Right? Mm. So for me, I'm an empty nester and I'm divorced. Right? And and so the thing is, and plus I've lost a whole lot of people. I've lost seven people this year, right? Wow. From everything wow. from physical sicknesses to suicide. Wow. Right? Two people, two men I know committed suicide this year. Oh, my. So as I go into the holiday season, I'm going in with gratitude. Mm-hmm. One, that I'm here to celebrate another holiday season. Two, I'm going to value and appreciate the people who are still here. Wow. Right? And that I'm going to make sure, you know, I hear my friends because I'm in my 50s. I hear so many people like, I'm not even putting up Christmas decorations. I'm like, why not? Why not? The day before Thanksgiving, me and my 21-year-old daughter decorated our house. You know, just like when she was one years old. I don't ever want to not celebrate. I commend you. I commend you. I hate to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but I just got to say this. I commend you because you're the daddy I never had. Hallelujah. Uh, 
keep doing Thank what you, you do. Thank you, Malone. Thank you, Malone. But what it is, is it just, and then I see when people come over to my house and visit, and you're more than welcome to come and see me, ladies. When they walk into my family room, which is typically where I entertain at, and they see my seven-foot Christmas tree <laughs> and all the decorations, people are like, they're, they're staring at the tree. And I'm like, what are you looking at? They was like, it just looks good to see that. Right, because it takes us back to nostalgic place of being a kid and seeing the presents under the tree. So good, right? So decorate, decorate, get get creative with your decoration. I had a friend who decorated an African garb, and I mean it looked spectacular how they decorated the tree with a little closet, you know, included. Just make your joy. Make your joy. Make your joy. Don't wait like for that. Make your joy. Make right. your joy. Make and so now let's go back a little bit. So there are approximately 97 holidays between September and March. Did you say 97? 97 holidays, right? And seven. And seven. Between September and March? Wow. Right, between September and March, right? So during that fall winter season, there are a lot of holiday celebrations. You know, you got days like Pulaski Day. You know, <laughs> yeah, all kinds of stuff. things you don't think about. They even consider Black Friday and Cyber Monday to be holidays. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to spend some money, right? Okay. Right? Get ready for the holidays, right? Seven days of Kwanzaa. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So it's, it's those little holidays you don't even think about. But the intent of a holiday is to take time to celebrate something. Mm. That's the premise of a holiday. Mm. But we've, 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 we've distorted it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And we made it what is not supposed to be. Like I hear the argument, Jesus wasn't even born on December 25th. You know what? I understand that. But think about... Don't take a kid's joy and tell them that there's no Santa Claus. Let a kid be innocent and think about it. And then when they turn about six years old, then you can say, no, Mommy and Daddy, I don't want up at Walmart buying your toys. But you know what? <laughs> Let our children have innocence. Think about when we were kids. Yeah. We enjoyed looking at Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman and, uh, and Charlie Brown Christmas. You know? Right. Our kids aren't innocent no more. They don't have innocent childhoods. So we robbed them of that in this early age, and then we wonder why they're so cynical as a teenager. Mm. Please, please, you know? please. So we got to start changing behaviors. And I'm going to this because, you know, I do a lot of chats and talks about relationships. Mm-hmm. And people are start talking about, well, I'm single on the holidays, and that brings on despair. You know what? I tell all of my clients in my private practice and at the VA hospital, I want you to do this. For Christmas, go and buy you a gift and wrap it up and put it under the tree. So on Christmas morning, go downstairs or wherever and open up your present that you bought you. One of my clients was like, I never thought to do that. Mm. And it was like, that was the best the, the prescription you gave me. Mm. I myself a gift. Mm. I know people on their birthday who still go to work on their birthday. Every year since the last 20 years, I've always taken my birthday week off. 
Because I celebrate everybody else. Right. Why would not celebrate me on my birthday? Right. I'm not going to go to work. They'll get me on another day. Thank well, you. Yes, I'm going to celebrate me. And Thank then my birthday is in the middle of July, July 16th. So that just gives me a, uh, another excuse to go and travel and celebrate. Yes. And that's what I want to, be, to get the message today. When you think about holidays, think about the celebration of it. Not what all the extra stuff is. Just be in the moment. You know, we talk about mindfulness training, right? And you all know what mindfulness is? I teach it. Right. So mindfulness is, 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 is the easiest thing to remember. The past is history. The future is a mystery. All right, now. Stay focused on today, which is the present, which is the gift in itself. Yeah. Right. Worry about what's gonna happen tomorrow because it ain't here yet. Mm-hmm. And what happened five minutes ago happened five minutes ago. Can't erase it. It's there. It's on the books. But what I do have power over is the right here and right now. And mm-hmm. that's what we need to refocus in on. The power we have now. I wish I can bring my buddy who committed suicide a couple of months ago back. I wish my friends who died over the summer of um, 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 MS and kidney um, failure, I wish I could bring them back, but I can't. So you know what? This holiday season, I'm going to have their pictures, and I'm going to wake up saying, Merry Christmas, Deborah. Merry Christmas, V. Merry Christmas, Juan. Merry Christmas, Desmond. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to celebrate them like they were still here. But that's how I'm going to make myself have joy. Right. Right? I did something on on, on Black Friday. I never go shopping on Black Friday. But let me tell you something. I did a a difference. A few days before Thanksgiving, I went to go and visit a, um, a family friend, and they just moved into a new home, and the home looks beautiful. And, you know, they put a lot of work into the decorating of their home. Well, looking at that home reinvigorated me to say, Khalid, redecorate a room in your house. So on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I got up and went to the room place and spent about five grand on a new living room set, on a family room set. They delivered it the next week, and I'm like, what a difference. I have black leather furniture, right, in my um, family room, right? Mm. But I've had that furniture since I was a bachelor 30 years ago wow. in 1994. Wow. Well, stuff nice, right? Okay. But when that new black couch and love seat came in, I sat on it with the reclining seat, and I smelled that new leather.
When I, when I jump in the car, I play this song called The Lord is Real by Blackstreet. I've been mm-hmm. playing it since 1997 because when I start my day off, I want something that says, God got me. He has me. He has me. And even if I'm driving in snow and, 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 and rain, I look up at the sky and I say, I can see some blue. That blue represents being optimistic. Because mm. even though there's a storm going right now, I can still see traces of a blue sky, meaning that it's not going to rain every day. It's not going to snow every day. It's going to be blue sky days. That's what I mean with shifting your mindset. That's all I mean. Shift your mindset. Start seeing things more optimistically. That's what we've lost. Naima and Ms. And, and Zelda, we've lost our power of being optimistic yeah. because we're so pessimistic. We're so pessimistic. In a low-energy environment, that's yeah. why. Yeah. And, and so the vibrations are low, the consciousness is low, and we do everything that everybody else does. And it doesn't allow us to feel the joy that we want to feel that you're talking about, about being in this moment right here, right now. Absolutely. And and let me make it real clear. I'm not telling none of us not to be realistic. Mm. We can be realistic, but still, even with that, have a foundation of optimism because optimism says there's a better day coming. Mm. There's a better day coming. I have a question. I have a yeah. question, uh, especially when you mention uh, sad. Right. <laughs> you know, when people... Having having this depression seasonally, I think about a lot of people whose childhood may have been sad, depressed, uh, disappointing, where maybe they had the anxiety of their family being under financial distress during the holiday seasons, and they remember not having enough food or or being outdoors. Maybe they went through some kind of uh, family trauma, you know, being kicked out of the house, being homeless, or parents divorcing or whatever. So this season does not bring joy for them. Or even in September, uh, usually that's school time. Well, if they had a negative school experience, so for September for them, you know, recalls memories of being bullied or uh, not having a warm coat as the seasons change. So if there, if your foundation was sad, if your foundation was hurt, disappointment, anxiety, if that was your childhood foundation, how do you create a positive memory because you don't have something to recall to bring you joy? How do you create joy from what you don't have as an experience to remember? You know what, Queen Naima, that is a wonderful um, 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 question to ask, and it's the easiest question to answer. Every day you wake up, okay, look at your life as a movie, but it's Ah. a movie playing, right? Mm -hmm. Every day when you wake up, you get to rewrite your screenplay. Mm. You have to have a screenplay in order for uh, to make a movie. You have to have the story, right? Mm-hmm. And you write the story, and then the actors and the, the crew they play out the story you create. Correct? Mm-hmm. Who says that your life has to have a continuous horror story? Okay. Who said that? Tell me where that was etched 
spiritual movie has to be a living um, nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> All right? Or a living Friday the 13th. Right. right? How about let's recreate. I never had a dad in my entire life. Never had a daddy. Mm. Never had not one day I had a dad. Look at the daddy you are today. Wow. Look at the daddy you are today. Wow. I won Father of the Year for five different organizations. Why? Because I recreated, I rewrote my story. story. Wow. Because I had the power to do it. I could have had a Naya and been a deadbeat dad. But because I know the pain and hurt I went through as a kid rejected, why would I have brought this beautiful human being on earth to give her that same scenario? Mm. Change it. If you don't like your life situation, change it. Say that. You have that power. Use it. Stop giving it away. Right, right. and stop and, and stop giving our children power away. When you talked about uh, childhood, I saw something that was so disturbing, and I know I'm gonna get some some complaints about it. But I, <laughs> I am not gonna even recognize it. I'm gonna say that's your opinion. You keep your opinion to yourself because I'm gonna voice my opinion. I saw on YouTube or TikTok, I don't know where it was, where the she wasn't even a year old. They put a front lace wig on the child. Can you believe that? Yes. You are taking that child's natural hair and about to stunt its growth for the rest of its life. So what you're doing is you're creating a story in that child's mind that my hair is not good enough. How do I know? Because I had that issue all my life about my hair. Mm. And I see that in that child. You are taking from her what God gave her, these antennas that keep you attuned to what the creator has for you in store. And you're putting a front lace, you're putting something fake on the child's head. Don't right. you? No, you don't know what you're doing. So let no, me calm down they and tell know. you. Well, let me address that. Please do. So this is why I tell people, sometimes you have to put your clinical head on, right? Mm. Okay. Even if you didn't go to school and even though you don't have to, you know, use this book, like I have to do the DSM-5 clinical book, right? Ooh, okay. This is the book that we diagnose you, right? Ooh. This is this is the clinician's Bible, okay. DSM-5, right? So what happens is when you look at that child, you just turn around and look at the parent who did it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The world has taught her that beauty comes with that hairstyle. Mm-hmm. And I, I love my kid, and I'm their first role model, and I and maybe I was teased as a little girl about my hair, but I don't want my baby to be teased. Oh, okay. so, oh my goodness, let yes. me put a weave on my baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to believe that people still have good intentions. Mm-hmm. It's just how we carry those intentions out. Thank you for that, Khalid. Thank right. You. And so today I have a debate going on on Facebook right now, right? Um, Bron, um, LeBron James' son, who had a heart attack on the basketball court back in July, fell out on the basketball court. Well, the cardiologist said that he can go back playing, and he played his first game yesterday. Oh. So I put a post up like, not my kid. There's no way I'm a billionaire, and my 
on court, he's going to have my blessings to play again. Not when I can afford him the absolute best life. My thing is, son, I'm going to pay for you to go to Harvard. Go and become an attorney. Go and get an MBA and run my corporation. Run my corporation. But I do not want me and your mom to have to relive when we saw you, our firstborn child, fall out on a basketball court. Well, Dr. Khalid, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know we got to go take a commercial break, but a thought could be that the son desired to go back because he felt like his worth was as a basketball player, and that's what his heart wanted to do, even though it would hurt his parents if he had another heart attack. So Absolutely. he made that choice. Absolutely, and, and my audience is saying the same thing you said. The only difference I'm saying is, as a parent, you're going to understand that I'm not co-signing this behavior. Right, right. Because if something happens to you, i got to stand over a grave site. Right. i got to stand over the grave And the crowd, you all who are like, yeah, yeah, you all will be the first one if that baby dies on the court tomorrow. Why you, you let him play? He could have kept him off the court. Right. What kind of dad and mom are you? Thank you. And that's what happens when parents see their children making choices that they know are risky, but the children are grown and they have the power to choose, and we can't stop them. It's painful to watch, Absolutely. but that's all we can do because they're going to yeah. make those choices. Right. And Benaya said, Daddy, I want to date the local drug dealer. I'm never going to co-sign it, even though she's 18 and can date him. How she won't get me to co-sign that behavior. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm not co-signing it. That's the pain of parenting. <laughs> That's true. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> we got to take a quick break, but we'll be right. We, we got about uh, oh, we got three callers on the line that want to speak. If you want to take those calls after the break, for Dr. Sure. Khalid Scott. Okay. We will be. We can do that. Right, right back. So stay close for holiday blues. How to handle it? I'm sorry, my mic. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but you know. No, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, we hear you. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, 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 uh. Mike is muted. No, you're you're you. We hear you. You can hear it, but you can't see it. Oh, we we just we just yeah. saw the commercial. You gonna play it again? The uh, internet is not as good here.
Yes. Seven three two three six. Your mic is open. Uh, are you ready to speak? Hello. Yes. Yes. Give us your name and where you're calling from. You're live on the air. Okay. My name is Rashida Ali, and I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. Yes, ma'am. Hello. Rashida Ali. Yes. Your question for Dr. Khalid Scott. What are you saying? Yeah, do you have a question or a comment for Dr. Oh, Khalid yeah. Scott, our guest today, the mental health clinician? Yes, I have a question, first of all. I'm wondering if any of you, you all are going to be at the hearing for, um, um, what's his name, Ed Burke. The hearing, uh, I do not plan to be there. Uh, I probably will have a news crew there. But as as we said earlier, you know, you can choose where you're going to put your attention. And I'm personally not choosing to put my attention on his well, case. Well, I just want to say this, that he contributed to my um, my um, homophobic uh, because I'm, I'm going to be there if God bless me because they killed my fiancé and took all my blueprints. I wonder how did he get my blueprints to uh, the post office. I was the only plant holder in this whole region five. That includes Michigan, Iowa, and um, um, well, Illinois, Indiana. So I negotiated ten billion dollars worth of contract, and they killed all, killed him. My fiance took all my blueprints, specifications, modifications, and amendments. Now, so Rashida, uh, Rashida, let me ask this question. And I wish Rashida. you all could give me some support. But okay, so Rashida, hold just one second. Hold just one second, because I need to ask you this question. Uh, this is something that happened, and you are very angry, which we talked about that when something happens, and it's affecting you, and it's still affecting your life. And this man, who is former alderman, you are feeling that he's responsible for the pain that you experienced with a business plan that you had. And now he's about to go on trial. So are you saying that your attending is going to help you mentally and emotionally? And how will you cope with it if his trial doesn't, turn out in some kind of punitive way? And are you wanting to ask Dr. Khalid Scott, how do you handle the emotions that you have surrounding this situation? Because it's causing you distress, and that's what you got to deal with is your distress. So how would you formulate a question on that to Dr. Khalid Scott? No, no, I didn't have a question. I had a statement. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. I hear you. I didn't. I didn't know. I, I said that was a contributor to my um, traumaphobic state of injury. That's what traumaphobic means. Yeah, yeah. You you had you had a thing happen that is still creating trauma in you. But how whatever happens you know, you still are going to have to deal with your emotions about that that are affecting you. 
So before we take the next caller, uh, Dr. Scott, you know, a lot of people have, and we talked about this earlier, a lot of people have anger if things that happen, injustices that have happened, and it's very easy to get stuck in that trauma. How do you how do you deal with something if you feel like the situation is out of your power to control? Right. Um, one of the things we do is, and, and, um, as clinicians, and even when we're being tested to get all our licenses and certifications, um, they ask questions. If a client is going through something, what is the first thing you need to do? And the first thing we do is we validate. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did just now. You validated her feelings. Mm-hmm. And what validation does is let the person know, even if you don't agree with me, you heard me. Right. Right? right? And so I tell people, validate your feelings. What you feel is valid. What you feel is important. And it doesn't have to matter to nobody but you. Mm-hmm. But also then I tell people, think about your power. Do you have the power to change that situation? If you do, go for it. If you're limited power, do what you can do and move on. And then that's it. Again, go back to mindfulness training. I cannot help what happened in the past. I wish I could, but I can't. The future, I might have a little bit of control of, but even that, God can make me sick in two more minutes. Oh, guys, I gotta go right quick, right? The only thing I have control of is right here and right now. I'm about making my power and keeping my power, not giving it to other people. That's why we have to be cognitive and master our feelings. And with that, let me go ahead and bring this up because I'm preaching this a whole lot now. We gotta have emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know what emotional intelligence is? Well, let me explain what it is. Emotional intelligence is being fifty percent intelligent and rational and logical, but fifty percent emotional. When you marry the two, you marry the two. So in instances when your logic kicks in, it needs to kick in. When it's appropriate for your emotions to kick in, they kick in. But at the end of the day, you have a balance of both. Because we typically don't have a balance of both. We're either really emotional or really logic. And two extremes on either end are not good. It's always when you walk the middle with anything. And as a, as a clinician, this is what I'm telling people to learn to practice more, having better emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's why men and women fight. Women tend to be emotional. Men tend to be logical. And we do this, trying to fight our points. Mm-hmm. Don't fight. Men understand why she's feeling this way. Ladies, understand that he doesn't want you to feel sad. He's trying to bring you out of the with logical thinking. But let's meet each other in the middle. And that's just an example, right? So, again, whatever you have the power in your control to do, run with it. But if your power is limited, man, join another cause. That's something that you can create some change with. Because, because, <laughs> because the thing is, we don't have time. The pandemic should have taught us you can be here today and tonight be gone. 
something is making them act that way, but you're not going to ruin my day. I got to get home so my daughter can see me. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm going to be able to talk to my mom that later that night. Amen. It ain't worth it. Yeah. It ain't worth it. Not worth it. It's Absolutely. a lot of road rage going on, and, and we, you know, we, we, we have a choice to participate or not participate, and a lot of times we have to get out of, get beyond ego, because ego's, I'm right, I should be first, because I'm driving. Why you all up in my face? No. You need to take Not a deep breath serious. and let that fool pass and do what it do so that you can get to wherever you're going safely. Yeah. And see, Queen Zelda, that's all it is. That's that emotional intelligence kicking yeah. in. Oh. I don't let my emotions take over my intellect. Okay. When my intellect says, you don't even know who that is, they gone. Yeah. Right. Out of drive. Yeah. Thank you. They don't even know you exist. They don't even know who you are and don't care. They're trying to get from point A to point, point B, too. Right, right. right. Yeah, Absolutely. There you go. Now, have we all been upset? Like, I remember somebody did that to me, and I'm like, how dare he? And I got ready, and my daughter was like, Daddy! And I said, <laughs> Oh, okay. let me calm down. That's right. Hey, okay. Not that serious. <laughs> I had her in the car because me and him was about to do speed Right. <laughs> she had to remind you of your emotional intelligence, right? right. right. We, we got another, we got a couple more callers. Uh, I can open the mic for area code seven zero six two zero two. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and our guest, Dr. Khalid Scott. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Naima. Greetings, Sister Zelda, and greetings to Khalid. Excellent advice as for our MI, not missing in action, mental illnesses. <laughs> mental illness. What? Yeah. Oh, sounds like, sounds yeah, like we... Baba Kwame. Zelda's trying to hear yeah, you. Yeah, she, not... she all the way in Jamaica, so she can't hear that good. You know, you got, you got to speak up. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You, you, you got to be the lady. Yeah, all right, but what I, yeah, you know. Yeah, man. Everything's Iron Man. I, I sit here. I sit here in the stolen lands of the Muscogee Creek. I just love Chicago. My mom's home going was Wednesday. And I was there when when we, you know, took her off the respirator. And the family was there. It was almost the grandchildren, my brothers and sisters, my great-grand cousins, all of the children. It was about 30, almost 40 of us in the room. And wow. the part was that she was taken off the respirator, and I turned her onto her back and supported her back and held her head and took her hearing aid out and spoke into her left ear, you know, mm-hmm. and told her, well, her right ear, and spoke into her mm-hmm. ear and says, Mama, you're free. You can go, Mama, because we had had a talk, and you asked three questions. Have you done everything, Mama, that you came on the planet to do? And all of us was here, and we validate that for generations. Then the second thing, have you forgiven yourself, and have you forgiven everybody that has done something to harm you? And she validated that. And then the last one was, is, are you ready to return to the spirit with, be with my brother, my grandmother, grandfather, all of the relatives, your sisters that's already there on the other side? Are you ready to go? And she validated that. And so mm-hmm. she, was able to take, she was able to take that last deep breath and 
two things happened that, that a sound that I'll never forget is when my mom had a catheter and when she released her fluids and the surge of fluids that came out of her body and that last inhale and that last breath that came out of her mouth. Those two sounds I'll never forget, but those two mm. sounds told me that she's free. You're not pronounced dead. You're free, Mom. Your spirit, because as a, a spirit abolitionist, I set my mother free and said that she was free from this body because she exhales. She's out of this hell for, forever now. Mm. We were born. We inhale. We're in hell. We, we go through 24-7, inhaling and exhaling. But that last sure. breath is that means you exhale, you exit the hell that have, may have been part of the, the, the time that you had to do in your purpose. But we have mm. to begin to have a different language because she will never be, as it says, to be deaf is to be able not to hear. No, we won't hear that voice. We won't see that body. But we have that spirit that is free. Once you free the spirit, the spirit is eternal. And so this is what I live. I, I can sit here in this stolen land looking in nature and the forest because, yes, my mother is gone, but my mother nature is always going to be here because as long as I'm on the earth, I'm on my mother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, Dr. Scott, a lot of people, uh, like you said earlier, this becomes a season where you remember where that loved one transitioned. And, of course, uh, Baba Kwame has a very emotionally healthy way of understanding about life and transitions from life. But how do you how do you help somebody who, because this is when their loved one transitioned, they're going through that depression. This is what it means. And they're, saying, they're still thinking, oh, I lost my father, I lost my mother, I lost my child. How do you help them change that thinking so that they're not sad during this holiday season? Right. Well, we can't we can't dismiss the sadness, right? You know, Zelda, you remember when I gave you that 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 um that spreadsheet about the grief cycle? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's all. We go over the grief cycle, and on the grief cycle, it says when something happens to you, when you experience a loss, there's five um, um, levels of process you have to go through. You have to go through the shock and denial. You have to go through the um, the anger and and, and 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 aggression. You have to go through the sadness and the depression. You have to go through the bargaining, which is starting to talk out the pain, and then finally you get to the acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. And at any time, right, any time you can go right back to number one, the denial. Right? Mm. But as long as you understand that you're going through a cycle of grief, right, mm. and to own whatever stage you're at in that um, cycle, right, if you're angry, be angry. Deal with it. Go with the feelings. Mm. Because eventually you'll go to the next level and go to the next level. And then, again, like I said earlier, when the holiday comes, sit back and say, man, I remember, man, mama's um, sweet potato pies. I'm going to go in the kitchen and take her recipe, and I'm going to try to recreate my mama's awesome. Mama, I'm going to put on her, if her favorite song was This Christmas by Donnie Hathaway, play it 
picture of us in the kitchen. Like, mm-hmm. Ma, I celebrate you today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about the power of your thinking, the power mm-hmm. of your mind. Mm-hmm. If you want to be sad and depressed, you will be it all day. Yep. All day, all night. Right, but if you want to say, no, no, I'm not going to let not I'm going to celebrate my mom today. Even if you got to go to the cemetery and take some flowers, or you go to our favorite restaurant, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you have to do, just try to bring some joy to it. Yes. And surround sense. yourself. Don't isolate yourself. A lot of us isolate ourselves when we're going through things, right? Even if you don't have nobody to hang out with, maybe go go to Target. And do some retail therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Or go to the grocery store, and 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 and, and, and or go to the gym, right? Yeah. Do yeah, it. they get some of that energy out of you. Get that out of go you. Go sit right? in nature. Go hug a tree. Go yeah. sit in the Get the water. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go sit in the grass. Go go get out in nature. That has been my savior. Right. Being in nature. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm just loving this here in Montego Bay, cause in Chicago, and I'm.
So I don't want to get rid of this thing because it has a memory attached to it, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens is if I get rid of it, I get rid of that person Mm. or that memory, right? So, like, say if my my dad was a basketball player and he had 20 uh, um, um, awards, I can't do nothing with those awards. It's taking up a bunch of space. But if I get rid of those awards that my dad won playing basketball back in the 60s, then I'm getting rid of him. Mm. And he said something that was part. He said, I'm a neat hoarder, right? Mm, So we think of hoarding, we just think, oh, my God, this is Fred Sanford's house. Well, Well, what he's saying is I keep things in order, but now he can go to counseling to say, do I need to start learning how to get rid of some things? Really, I know I can really disassociate myself with and get them out my house. <laughs> can, can you do that without feeling like you're getting rid of the people that those things represent? Absolutely. Yeah, that's my back wall right there. Absolutely. All your stuff. It's like if I died and Anaya took all these down, her thing may be if I throw away these items, I'm throwing away my dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's something attached to yes. what I'm going to do. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. We might have an after show. Uh, if you're on the switchboard, uh, press one right now because uh, you got about two minutes and the, and the show will be closing. But if you press one right now and you're on the switchboard, we can open up the, the line and take your calls after this. But I know Dr. Uh, Khalid Scott has clients and they are waiting on him and we just want to show you appreciation and show the wall and the work that you do and how you can contact him and my sister from another uh, Mr. Vieta says, love you and appreciate you so much, Dr. Khalid. Uh, Yes. I appreciate that. So I look forward to seeing you all in three months. You know, know, we'll talk about spring spring and healthy mindset, something like that. Spring cleaning, get rid of all that hoarding. (laughs) And then let me say this, let me say this, as we end the year in three more weeks, right now your homework assignment to everybody listening is that, and I really want you to complete this homework assignment. I want you to take out your notes section on your cell phone or grab a pad and pen, and I want you to write down, and I don't want you to say New Year's resolutions. I want you to write new commitments. Mm-hmm. New commitments. All right. And you don't have to give yourself time frames, but the change time frames help. But I want you to write down a list of things you're going to be committed to to better your life situation. Mm-hmm. And that's that's your homework for the end of 2023. Wonderful. And contact information for people who need to contact you. I know we have psychologytoday.com. All right. And then you can call me at 312-43-SCOTT. 312-43-SCOTT. That's 437-2688. And I'm on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter, or X now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. X. All right. If you didn't get a chance to get those calls in today, uh, you can still contact him at this number, which is 312, I love it, 43-SCOTT. That's Mm. the number. 312-43-SCOTT. 
Oh, and also with the private practice, um, highachiever.net. Highachiever.net. Okay, and I will be posting that on my blog, zeldaspeaks.wordpress.com, so don't worry if you didn't get it now. You will get it later, I promise you, because the information that he has for you is the kind of information that can make a difference in the quality of your life. So be sure and go and check out my blog, zeldaspeaks.wordpress.com, after the show was over with, because i got lots of other information to share with you. Thank you so much. Khalil Scott, we look forward to having you back in March. Tell your clients that we said on the Female Solution, they don't know how lucky they are. And tell them to come see me if they've got a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Love you all. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. And thanks and, uh, for joining us. All right. Uh, you want to say in the after show? Hold on. People are going to take a break while we... We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujung, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, jaret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.
Thanks for calling in. All right. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> while we think about the seasonal affective disorder that Dr. Khalid Scott talked about, we also have to take a look at what we might be going through in this season because we have a lot of things coming at us. We have a lot of depressing news coming at us, and uh, and I thank everybody for sharing. I, I believe we've got uh, a couple of more callers on the line of the press one. We'll certainly open your mic and get your thoughts. But one of the things that we are challenged to do is to create a memory of joy. And a lot of what Dr. Scott said in terms of making sure your children have joy, this is the foundation that's going to carry them throughout life. So however you do it, you really do need to give your children memories that can be a cushion for them to land on when they are going through trials uh, as adults, going through difficulties as adults. You need to have some kind of joy you can remember. If all your memories as a child are sad, then you're not going to have any way to reset your emotions when you go through a depression. This is why people who tend to suffer from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, those soldiers that have gone into battle, the ones who have happy childhoods are able to recover after a war. The ones who had sad childhoods, unhappy childhoods, distressful childhoods, they're the ones who collapse emotionally because they don't have anything to balance out the sadness and the distress of war. They don't have a childhood memory of playing in the snow with their friends or, you know, running through the park or, you know, having that that foot race down the street. You know, they don't have happy memories of laughter and joy to go back to. So they can't cope when life throws them a curve, and those are people who tend to become suicidal because they don't have something that's going to help them reset. So I'm going to take a few calls and, and get your thoughts. Uh, we're looking at a state of being and uh, a situation that can be very distressful. Seasonal affective disorder is very common. The depression that people feel because they're connecting this season with sad memories. Let me go to... Uh, I wanted to come outside, Naima, so people could see behind me the beach. Oh, look at this. She got palm trees, y'all. Yes, go to... I didn't know how the internet access would work out here, so I was, I did, I was safe and do it in my hotel in the room. Yes. But I just, I just had to share this with you so that your eyes can connect to the joy that I'm experiencing so that you can experience it, it too. Because all you have to do is close your eyes and breathe 
and listen to the waves. And that's one of the ways that I relieve stress. And I just want to share this with you. So yes. Thank you for allowing me to share you. Well, I, 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 I can be there in my mind if I can't be there in person. <laughs> so area code seven seven three six seven seven. your mic is open. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your thoughts today. Hi, everyone. My name is Sharon Rowe, and I'm a good friend of Khalid Scott's. And I was just calling oh, for support with what he's doing. And also to say I just really appreciate what you guys are doing because, um, you know, I think seasonal depression and so many things are going around. And I think we as of color, we need to be able to have support our community and let them know, normalizing that it's okay to talk to a therapist and it's okay to have support and get that um Get the support that you need, and so I just love the fact of what he do and how he is so supportive and has so many great ideas, and so I just wanted to let him know I was supporting him, and I appreciate what he does. And what was your name? My name is Sharon Rowe. Sharon Rowe, as an R-O-W? Okay. Miss Sharon Rowe, we thank you so much for calling in. And you know what you say about therapy is so critical for us to grasp for such a long time we had this inappropriate attitude that we're supposed to be too tough or tough enough that we should just uh you know go to church and just pray about it you know give it over to the lord you know i mean all that's nice but that's that that's who the lord works through your therapist because <laughs> you need a person who has lived through some pain and can give you a perspective on your life so that you're not punishing yourself. A lot of what we do is, is self-condemnation, especially in these times people say, oh, you should be cheerful, it's the holidays, and you're depressed. And sometimes your friends don't know how to say the right thing. A therapist can help you unravel the reasons for your depression, so you can see maybe you're still grieving that that misfortune that happened during your childhood or or that breakup that happened, you know, or that divorce or that death of a friend. You're still grieving that or, you know, just all kinds of things. You're, you're going through something during a time where the world is telling you to be cheerful. And a therapist can help you get to the underlying causes. And so you can give yourself permission to be sad. It's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're a human being. And, and we need we need to make therapy something that is culturally accepted among black people. And normalize it because, you know, I think one of the unfortunate part is that a lot of people don't realize the stats. I think they say, like, with the CDC one in five adults have experienced mental health issues just last year, and then one in six kids. And so that means there's so many people affected by uh, mental health, and they don't realize mental health and physical health go hand in hand. And we need to be able, especially in our community, address it because I think sometimes we live in in a world where we don't want to be singled out and say, you know what, something is wrong with me. And you find that a lot of people suffer in silence 
And that's why I think it's so important mm-hmm. to normalize. It's okay to get help. It's okay to talk to a therapist. It's okay to utilize your EAP for your employer because we need to address instead of because just like he said, he had two friends. My, my best friend from high school committed suicide. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And we thank you so much, Sharon, for sharing today. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, you so you much, and thank you all for what you all are doing. <laughs> yeah, so we appreciate you, and feel free to call in any time. We're on seven days a week. <laughs> thank you so much. And be sure and thank share you. this video with someone, because somebody needs to hear this, this this morning. When Dr. Scott said, that slap that gave, that Will Smith gave Chris Rock was not about what we think it was about. Mm-hmm. It was from his father who abused his mother as a child, and he couldn't do anything about it. And that all that anger was in him from his childhood. And I said, wow, that is profound. I never thought about it that way. Because, number one, I'm not a clinician. Yeah, well, you I'm know, not, I don't have experience in that field. I teach mindfulness about being in this moment, but I can't tell you about how to deal with trauma from 20 years ago because I'm still dealing with my own trauma from from 20 years ago. Yeah. And I thank Nelson uh, Bay, Andrew Nelson Bay, who always blesses us with being past love. Yeah, he blesses with some more. I got to give him to some some uh, unhoused people today yeah. or this or yeah. soon <laughs> before yeah. I eat them all myself. Thank you, Andrew Nelson Bay, for sharing uh, your pies, but also sharing that you're a neat order because in your saying that, I heard myself mm. saying that I was a neat order because, Naima, you know I'm going through the process and now I'm cleaning out everything, closet, yeah. drawers, cabinets, Getting rid of stuff that I no longer use. I got stuff. We all got stuff we ain't used five or ten years. If you yeah. if you still have it and you haven't used it in five or ten years, you need to give it to somebody who can use it. Absolutely. But I also understand the emotional and mental attachment that I have to some things. So it's like I put things at the at the door and they sit there for a week. Because my thing is, they're like, I'm gonna take them out. I'm gonna get it out of here. And I look up a week past and it's still sitting there. So I have to go and sit and have a conversation with myself. Self. And I said, self, so why is that still that box of goods that you know that could help somebody else? Why is it still sitting at the front door and you say every time you're going to walk out the door, you're going to take something and you don't? So I go sit and have that conversation. And then I realized what Dr. Scott said about the mental and emotional attachments that I have with that. So if I give that away, I'm also giving away the love that that person shared with me when they gave me that object. No, that's not what you're doing. You're giving it to somebody who can use it. But that's the mental attachment that we have attached to the thing that brought us joy. Right. That's what it represents. So give it to somebody else so they can enjoy it too. I mean, if you've got clothing, yeah, there might be clothing of a dear loved one. But if you know, number one, you can't fit it, or number two, uh, you don't have enough space in your closet, and you know that other people need clothing, then give it, give it away in their honor, in your mind. If you okay, I'm sharing their yeah, memory like that. in, in their, their honor. honor. Yeah. You know, so that you don't feel like, well, I'm giving away their stuff. Say that when you give it away, and if, you don't, if you're scared yeah. to say it, just say it in Thank yeah. you for that, because it's hard, you know, when someone passes away and they have a lot of clothes and you know that they're just going to sit there in your closet, it's hard to give them away unless you can think of it differently. 
not right. thinking of it as you're giving them away or you're, you know, giving away your memories. And, you know, and, and they always say don't, don't do anything right away after someone transitions. You know, don't make any sudden moves. Or just storm throw, I mean, throw out everything. I didn't do that. I think it was maybe 10 years past before I got, you know, gave away some of my husband's things. A lot of things I still have, you know. Um, there are things I gave, and, I, and, and before he transitioned, we, we went over all of his stuff and who he was going to give what to, so I could really give away most of the things to people that he had designated. But it's so easy over a period of 40 or 50 years to collect so many people who transition, you know, this person's things, that person's things, that person's things. And if you own a house, pretty soon you are going to have clutter. And, and just part everybody I know who has a house, they're, they're like Andrew, you know, neat hoarders. <laughs> but it's like, you know, all the tables are full of stuff, all the closets are jammed full of stuff, every shelf. On, and, you know, and you know it's stuff they can't really use, but you're saving memories. And you, don't, and you run out of space. So you have to figure out a way to hold a memory in your mind to get rid of the physical representation. Otherwise, you're not going to have space to even enjoy your home. It's going to be so I have, a, I have a relative who pays several hundred dollars a month for storage. storage. Yes, I have friends doing Things that now. That he cannot use and he never will use. He's yes. bedridden yes. and he can't walk. Yes. But he refuses to let go yes. of things that brought him joy. And I understand that, so I don't criticize him. I just give him love. Yeah. I'm going to tell anybody who has storage space. The only thing storage space is good for is if you are in transition from one home to the next. But you should not pay more than three months for storage. If you're paying more than that, you need to give those things away. Because, number one, either you're, you're... you don't have enough current space in your home for it, and you're not going to. And then the second thing is, whatever's in storage, you have more than paid for its value. If you paid more than three months of storage, you've bought that stuff over and over and over again. So it, it doesn't make economic sense for you to hold on to it. Let it go. Sell it or whatever. But do not pay more than three months for storage space. That's my opinion. And the only reason why it's hard is because we have those emotional attachments yes. to them. Yes. And, it, 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 and and we think those emotional attachments will be lost if we give their things away. No, they won't. No, they won't. They will because they're in your heart, yes. in your mind, in your body, in your spirit. So they're always with you. you we're just used to something tangible yes. because we haven't been taught to live in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Because we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but we're trying to hold on to that humanity. Yeah, that, that physical representation. I used to I used to save everything. I mean, I would save flyers for events. I would save old newspapers, magazines. I had drawers full of stuff, old papers. And it really took me a minute to let go of 30-year-old memories. It's like, okay, this event happened and it's over with. I really don't need this flyer to remind me of how much Wait, fun I had. I don't need that. It's an it's it's a memory in my mind. Let it go. And I don't need the paper because after a while, your your place will become a fire hazard. You know, you have boxes uh, yeah. of paper and you know, can't walk through the door. Can't walk through the door. So, but it, it's a hard thing. Um, memories are good, and you always want to have good memories. And life is about memories. 
figure out how to hold on to the good memories without always having to need a physical representation and figure out how to let go of the negative memories that make you sad. Because if if you keep re- reliving a sad moment over and over and over again, you're recreating that even though it only happened once. But you just keep recreating that same sad feeling. You're doing that to yourself. No one else is doing that. And that's where tra- that's what trauma is, when you keep reliving a sad experience. Now, it's one thing, and I know it's difficult, you know, because we talked about, and I appreciate uh, Baba Kwame sharing his experience with his mother. We talked about that last night on, on, on Viata's show. If we can change how we think about transitions, they don't have to be tragic things that we keep reliving grief. You're going to go through that cycle of grief like Dr. Khalid talked about. But after you've gone through the grief, you have to replace the idea of I lost my loved one because no one's lost, no one's ever gone. They're just no longer embodied. And they are where you will be when you leave here. It's difficult if a person's like between belief systems, faith or whatever, they're not sure. And I would I would just there are some websites that I that I would urge people to go to to help them through the process of re defining how they see the transition of a loved one. They are not gone. They're simply they've just gone ahead of you to wait for you when you return home. That's all they did. So just like okay, Zelda's in Jamaica right now. Let's say uh, just let's say Jamaica is like your time on earth. Yeah. yeah she's having a good time. But she's gonna return back to Chicago. So here I am, I'm I'm waiting I'm in Chicago waiting for her to return home. So look at me as someone who's transitioned and Zelda who's somebody who's having an earth experience. You know, when it's time, she's going to return. I'll be here. Hey, how was your trip? Oh, I had a great time. That's what happens to your people who transition. They got people waiting for them to welcome them when they get there and ask them, well, how was the journey? How was the trip? And they're going to say, oh, I did this. I did that. Oh, oh really? How do you like it? Well, oh, what you learned? Well, I learned this. I did that. That's what's happening to them. They're enjoying their return home. And they'll be sitting there waiting for you when you return home from your vacation here on Earth. That's all it is. So it's nothing to be sad about when we understand that on a deeper level, not a hope or faith, but a knowing, then we don't grieve as hard. Yes, you miss them. You miss their physical expression. But they are still here, just living elsewhere. In a spiritual form. They're in a physical body where you can reach out and touch them. And, and see, and, that's what the church teaches us. we got to touch it. No, yeah, you don't. you yeah. got to feel them in your heart. Yes. And they and they, and when you can feel them, then they can communicate with you. So, and you can listen and hear, get the answers you need to what yeah. you need to know. Because yeah. it's waiting to tell you, but you're too busy. You're on the cell phone. You're on the yeah. radio. You're talking about Right. They're communicating with you. That's why they go to the beach. Right. Go to the park. Yes. Get Walk quiet. Walk among nature. Yes. 
so, you, but you got you to gotta get some nature in because that's yeah. where the answers are. Yeah. Friends are talking to us all the time. We're too busy doing what we're doing to hear them. So. Right. Now, I know a couple of you had a couple more comments to make. I know uh, Baba Kwame had another comment. And, uh, think, yeah, let's get those calls. Let's get those calls. Yes, we and, only uh, got two minutes because at 9.30, I'm out of here. Yeah. I am on vacation. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so Baba Kwame, you had a... I gave you my day this morning. I mean, yeah. an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Two, two hours and a half, yes. So Baba Kwame, you had a thought? Yes, and, you know, it's very important in how we redefine our people, our our loved ones' transition. Because yes. there is no death. The part that we have to understand is is that we cannot understand the language of spirit. You can if you are connected with nature, because when we walk in nature, nature communicates with us. It isn't a language. It's a feeling and a vibration. And what we have to do is to retune in, to recalibrate how to talk to spirit, because this is what we are as a bit. We just use language and spell words in order to communicate, but the frequency of love is the highest frequency and we made a word for it, L-O-V-E, life's only valuable equivalent. L-O-V-E, life's only valuable equivalent. And mm-hmm. so what we're understanding is how do we, we look into a baby's eyes and we feel the love. A baby is not talking. It is sending us the vibration of love that is in it when it was born. We all yes. carry it. And what we're yes. looking at is, is that that love left, it exited the body, but the frequency of that being is always in us. If we hear with the ear of our heart, we will always hear our loved one. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. I, I'm, I'm going to suggest that people just Google one thing, and you'll see a lot of different uh, websites. Google near-death experience. Um, there are so many people who have who have been revived on the uh, operating table or who had heart attacks, you know, died, came back. There are more people in this season who are sharing what happens on the other side so that we can know for certainty that life is a continuance. And they, they've been they they're being sent back to tell us that because it's time for us to remember so that we're not living in a state we, of fear over. Because as you just said, there is no death. There's only return to right. spirit from we came. So we need to know and for we, certain so that we can live our lives differently because, you know, when we leave here, we, we want to feel good about what we did, just like Zella was feeling good about being in Jamaica, and she's having yeah, a great time. So when she comes when, back, she's going to bring that good, good memory back with her, and she's going to leave good memories of the people there. That's what the earth experience is for. So we want to let people know this so that they're not... Could I, one part, one part, and and the thing is, is that we have to realize something. Every night when we go to sleep, our bodies is resting. Our spirit travels and goes and communicates and go. So it's, that's the death experience. Your spirit travels, and we have a yes. memory when we remember the dreams or the persons that we talk to in in this in the dream time. That is what we're talking about. That spirit. And just but we so we come know. Back to conscious, we come back to the conscious because we're in the subconscious. Yeah. And the spirit 
leaves, you know, OBE, out-of-body experience, uh, deja vu. I was here before. You've already mm-hmm. traveled and done it. We have to know yeah. how to remember. We're a member of the, the, the cosmic citizenship. We're a member of the, yeah. the, the galactic. These are the memories that we have to understand how we know the known and the unknown. This is the this Absolutely. is the human experience. That is it. And this is what we want people to remember. And as you say about the dream time, this is how those who transition can reach you because you are in the, in the spirit realm in the dream time. So if you have a dream of someone who has transitioned, that's how they can talk to you. That's how they can reach you because you're both in spirit. So when you sleep at night, just look, look for that person who you love to come to you while you're both in spirit. And that's how they can continue to communicate with you. So be comforted and be in joy because no one is lost. We're all right here still loving each other in life. So I know we've got to go, and thank you all so much. I think we had a caller that pressed 1-312-882. You got about 30 seconds real quick uh, before we go. Uh, Give us your name and your thought real quick before we sign off. Well, and got shalom, assalamu alaikum. Yes, uh, Sister Naima, this is Minister Plum. I'm talking now. Come on, Rashida. All right, I'm on my way downtown with uh, Rashida Ali now uh, on the Ed Burke case. That's why I need some, uh, uh, you know, the press, uh, you know what I mean, uh, badge and everything, beloved, so we can. Uh, All right, well, know. my people will be there, and uh, we will certainly, uh, we certainly appreciate you always being on the case. And we'll look for your report on what happened today as we continue to follow the events of our lives in Chicago, America, and the world. Thank you so much, Minister Plump. And thank you for joining us all the way from Montego Bay, Jamaica. We call it here Mo Bay. Mo Bay. Isn't that gorgeous? I got up at 5 o'clock this morning just so I could capture that uh, uh, cruise ship coming in. That is Even beautiful. though that wasn't a cruise uh, ship that I was on, I wasn't on the ship at all. But uh, I, did, I took these pictures. I got a whole lot of yeah. videos that I'm going to post. But this is what I felt. nature. And yes. that just gave me so much joy. And I just wanted to share that with you. So thank you so much for being here with me. And Montico Bay Majeca. When I said Montico Bay Majeca, okay. Jamaica, Jamaica, I can't wait to get this. My